Welcome to the Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to the Feathered Desert, everyone. Today, our podcast is going to be about diseases. And it's actually how to keep your feeder from becoming a disease depot. That's a good title. It is a good de- a good title. Thank you so much. I appreciate that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have noticed lately in the news um, that we have had some recently at the recording of this podcast that we've had on the East Coast, the West Coast, and up the middle, we've had reports of disease outbreaks at feeders. So we thought we would discuss this and then give you guys some information to help you keep your feeding areas healthy. So disease is a natural part of life and will happen to some of the birds that you see at your feeders. It doesn't mean that we have to stop feeding our feathered friends, but it does mean that we are obligated to follow some steps to help keep them healthy. So the first thing we want to discuss is the diseases. And I did some common diseases. I talk about six common diseases that can be seen at feeders. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about each one and then what to look for in the birds that are around your feeder. And then we're going to talk about how we can prevent them from happening at your feeder. So the first one is salmonellosis. This one has been in the news as of late. We had that outbreak along the West Coast, um, up in Washington State and Oregon, even down into Utah. And so I wanted to talk about this one. This one is caused by the salmonella bacteria. It is spread through feces that the birds come in contact with at crowded, dirty feeders and bird baths. The birds will look, um, when they are sick with this, they're going to look lethargic and they're going to be kind of puffed up. And that salmonellosis can definitely be fatal. Outbreaks are commonly seen in finches, including house finches, goldfinches, common red poles, and pine siskins, because they all tend to flock in large groups. And that's what happened this past year um, at the beginning of 2021 is pine siskins. We had a big eruption of them, which is great because it means that their populations did really well. Um, but they all flocked at feeders and they started passing that salmonellosis uh, from each other to each other to other birds. Now, salmonellosis is a zoonotic disease, which means that it can spread to humans as well as other animals. So we're going to talk about some things Uh, for yourself as well to keep you safe a little bit later. So the other one that's big right now is avian conjunctivitis. It's also called house finch eye disease. And it looks like, well, conjunctivitis. conjunctivitis. And it's caused by the mycoplasm galliseptacum bacterium. And it's highly contagious. I'm so glad you took this part of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, highly contagious. So if anybody out there has ever had pink eye or have had children who've had pink eye, it's kind of the same concept. And you know how contagious that is. You look at someone from across the room and they have pink eye and it's like you immediately have it. So uh, this actually avian conjunctivitis has been seen in house finches since 1994, but it has recently become more common in other species such as American goldfinches, evening grosbeaks, and even purple finches. Sick birds will have red, swollen, crusty eyes, and in extreme cases, the eyes can actually swell shut, leaving the bird blind, which will eventually lead to death. Uh, It is spread by coming in physical contact with the bacteria through individual birds or from a dirty feeder surface. So the third thing that can affect birds are bird mites. Uh, There are different species of mites uh, throughout the entire animal kingdom. 
And birds can have mites that will eat uh, things on their body, such as feathers, skin, and blood. And these are all different types of mites. Heavy infestations of mites can be fatal, especially to young birds. And if a nest becomes infested, the mother will sometimes abandon the nest, leaving nestlings to die. Because she just won't be able to survive that. And it's a lot of effort to put into that. So birds become infected through physical contact with another infested bird, which can happen at crowded feeders. So another disease that birds can have too is uh, trichomoniasis. And that's caused by a protozoa, which is a one-celled microscopic parasite. Um, one species of the trichomoniad species afflicts only pigeons and doves. So the one we're talking about here today is going to affect mainly your pigeons and doves that you see in your backyard. And the morning dove is particularly susceptible. And we do have morning doves. We have a lot of morning doves here in the valley. Infected birds will develop sores in their mouths and throats that prevent them from swallowing, which will eventually lead to starvation. And other birds become infected by picking up food that has been spit out by a sick bird that cannot swallow the food. And that protozoa is uh, found on there in the saliva. The fifth one we're going to talk about is aspergillosis. And uh, sometimes you hear about this in um, the news because this is also something that can affect human beings. Um, it is caused by the aspergillus fungus, or it's a mold essentially, that grows on damp food, such as uh, bird food, if your bird food gets damp. And then of course the debris on the ground under feeders. So what happens is that birds will inhale the fungal spores. Um, once that fungus grows enough to start essentially reproducing, it spews the fungus, fungal spores into the air. And then those, once they're inhaled, will set up shop in the bird's lungs and in their air sacs, um, usually resulting in pneumonia and bronchitis, and it is often fatal. And this is also a disease that can affect humans as well as uh, other mammals. So the sixth disease we're going to talk about before we learn how to prevent some of these diseases at our feeders is avian pox. And that one, I, the name of it just like throws me back to the medieval times. But it is still a virus, really is what it is. And it's a virus that causes wart-like growths on the fleshy parts of the bird's face, wings, legs, and feet. It can grow over their eyes, causing blindness, which will generally lead to death. It can also grow on the flesh near the beak causing problems with opening or closing the mouth, which will lead to starvation. It is spread by physical contact between birds that can happen at crowded feeders and also by coming in contact with dirty feeders and bird baths where the virus is still living from contact with another one. It, uh, it doesn't live very long on the surfaces, but it can just be a matter of moments. And just a note for avian pox, I did actually work with a raven who was a captive raven, he was unable to be released, but there were, he was kept in an outdoor enclosure and there were wild ravens that found him and they talked to each other and they decided we want to feed you. So they fed him through the bars and they actually had avian pox. Aww. And so when they brought the food to him, he actually ended up with avian pox and we had to quarantine him in an area all by himself. And um, he did live, you know, a ripe old age because we were able to give him treatment when he was, uh, in our facility but yeah it was tough because we were just like oh we were all getting ready to like get you ready to go back out there into the wild and then uh he got the avian pox so so that made him unreleasable it made him unreleasable we didn't want him to spread it to anybody else and so he ended up just staying in captivity and we learned a lot from him so that's at least something 
But um, Cheryl's going to tell us a little bit how to prevent these disease spread at our feeders. Yes. Now that Kirsten has given us all the bad news, hopefully I'm <laughs> going to give you some good news and let you know there's a light. There's a bright light out there. Because I was getting, yeah, that's a lot to take in. So number one, how to prevent disease um, from spreading to our feeders. Number one is do not overcrowd feeding areas. Space out your feeders if you choose to put out more than one at a time, which will prevent large flocks of birds spreading disease to each other. So that's very important. And when you come into Wild Birds Unlimited, the, at least the Wild Birds Unlimited store in Mesa, um, but probably just about any Wild Birds Unlimited store, we can talk to you about spacing and where to, where to put your feeders and what kind of feeders to put up and how to uh, put up different feeders to attract different birds. But it's very important, this is like number one, actually. Clean up feces. Cleaning up the feces under the bird feeders can prevent many different diseases, using a broom, a rake, a hose, or whatever works best. But remember to wear gloves, and if it's not a lot, a mask to help no, prevent- No, if it is a lot. Oh, if it is a lot, yeah. ooh. If huh. it is a lot of, okay. of I thought poo. It, yeah, if it's a lot of poo, then you might want to wear a mask to help prevent inhaling fungal spores that can infect humans. Yeah, I was looking over what you were saying, and yeah, maybe I should, I don't have a lot, so ever, rarely, not at Well, all. especially here in our desert areas. But I areas. can see where it would collect under the, in the rocks. A lot of people yes. have their feeders um, in rocks and things like that. And yeah. since we have such a dry environment here in Arizona, sometimes that can immediately go, when you go to rake it or sweep it up, it can just go aerosolized yeah. really, really fast. And obviously we don't want to make ourselves sick either while we are feeding no, our birds. No, then where's the joy? Right. <laughs> make sure your feeders are safe. Check your feeders regularly for broken pieces that could scratch a bird and fix them. An, an open wound can in, introduce disease into a bird's body. Number four, watch your food. Make sure you keep your food in a dry place to prevent spoilage and keep your food in an airtight, tamper-proof containers to prevent pests from getting into it and spoiling the food. Yeah, like roof rats and roaches. Yes. 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 Um, act early. Preventative cleaning is key. Don't wait until you see sick birds to take these steps. That's very important as yes. well. Um, educate your neighbors. If all the bird lovers in your neighborhood can follow these steps, it will help keep all the birds healthy and you won't have a sick bird. Right. You can avoid feeder. those outbreaks. And if you do see sick birds at your feeders, take down the feeder immediately. Clean and sanitize them. Leave your feeders down for two weeks. I know it's hard, but it's best for the birds, yeah. and that's the whole reason we're doing this. This will help disperse the birds and hopefully keep them from spreading the disease to others. And number eight, again, we reiterate, keep feeders clean. The most important is to keep your feeders clean. Rinsing them with water and letting them dry in the sun every time you replace the food can go a long way. And deep cleaning it every two to four weeks will prevent your feeders from becoming a disease depot. Yes, it's very important. Yes. It's very important. And Kirsten is going to talk to us um, about the cleaning tips. Yes, this is a cleaning tip that I got from my zookeeper days. And it's called the Big Four. And if you can do this for your every two to four week deep clean, this is going to help prevent almost any kind of disease that might get on your feeders. So when you are doing this, I want to tell you, remember to use gloves when you're cleaning your feeder. If there is a lot of feces on it, then you want to make sure you're keeping yourself clean. 
And uh, if you're one of those people, it's whatever, I can touch the poo because I was a zookeeper, so I'm very much, <laughs> I'll touch the poo, it's fine. Um, definitely wash your hands well after you are done. So step one of our big four is going to be remove all the food and the fecal debris with a quick hose down. So especially with our feeders here at Wild Birds Unlimited, when you get one of our quick clean feeders, which the bottom comes off really easily, the great step one is to get any kind of food that might be in the bottom of that, take all your pieces apart, hose it down real quick, make sure it looks pretty decently clean to the eye. Step two is gonna to be to use an eco-friendly detergent and a brush that is long enough to get into all the nooks and crannies of your feeder. So soaps that we recommend here and that I recommend as a former zookeeper would be something like Simple Green or Seventh Generation or any plant-based soaps. Those are very eco-friendly and if you no don't residue yeah there's no residue that's left on there which is what we want so step two is to use that detergent clean it and then rinse it step three is to use a 10 percent bleach solution and submerge your feeder for at least 10 minutes so you can do this in your kitchen sink which is what my mom does she just puts um water in her sink and then she does like oh, she's got a lot of feeders and she spreads them all around her yard and she when she does this one she just puts it in her sink lets them sit there for uh 10 to 30 minutes you don't need to do longer than 30 minutes for sure um uh here one of our employees uses a five gallon bucket she just fills the bucket up puts some bleach in there puts everything in there and i know that um the majority of our tube feeders that we sell here at wbu mesa fits in a five gallon bucket um just like one of those ones you get at home depot that they have everywhere and that works very well so you're going to do that 10 percent bleach solution submerge your feeder for 10 minutes then step four is to leave the feeder to dry in the sun for 10 to 30 minutes because the UV from the sun will deactivate the bleach and destroy any diseases that possibly survived the big four process, which is probably gonna be nothing because nothing really survives the big four process. But that will help keep it very clean, sparkling. You could eat off of it yourself if you wanted to. And doing that once a month will definitely go a long way to helping us prevent our diseases. Now, Cheryl's gonna tell us a little bit about how we can help if we do see sick birds near our feeders. Okay. So, in case you see a sick bird near your feeder, uh, number one, some rehab facilities specialize in treating sick birds. If you can safely catch the bird, you can contact them and they will take the bird in for treatment. Remember to glove up for your own safety as well. So I do know this with house finches and conjunctivitis, it's treatable if you can catch the bird. Yes. So. Um, and what's great there That's is you're saving the bird and then yeah. you're saving other birds because right. he's not going to be able to spread it. Right. So number two is remember that not all birds that look sick need your intervention. Monitor their behavior for at least 30 minutes before trying to involve yourself. Right, and that we want fledglings, wanna, that's true. Right, we want to refer you to our fledgling yes. um, podcast that is Let's Not Touch the Baby Birds. Yes. And uh, that will explain a little bit more, but we have a lot of people actually that call us here at WBU and ask us, um, what do I do? There's a sick yes. bird. And then we have to yeah, really ask sure them for serious Absolutely. information. Yeah. Yeah, so take a look at that because as Kirsten was saying and as it's mentioned on our um, podcast, let's not pick up the baby bird, fledgling <laughs> season leaves many birds on the ground as they learn to be adults and they look like, they, they look disheveled, yes. fledglings do, as we talk about it. And birds are now um, molting. So young adult, young birds from this year and they're losing their um, baby feathers completely so they could have like a very featherless head. 
um because they're yeah and it's not attractive only a mother could love it yes <laughs> um but they're growing their adult feathers in yes so that they they do look um they like look I not said. so great yeah not so great so you could um mistakenly think that they're ill yeah so just you know so you want to go back to the beginning of this podcast and listen again to the indicators that I said for each of the different diseases. If yes. they, if their eyes are big and swollen and drippy and gross, then yes, you have a, a, a probably avian conjunctivitis. If they're puffed up in the middle of the day and it's warm outside, then they're probably feeling sick from salmonellosis or something. Um, but uh, once again, don't harm yourself trying to catch these birds. If you are able to walk up to them and easily catch them, uh, generally that means they're pretty pretty far into the sickness. Yeah. But if you can get them to a rehabber, um, like something here in the valley, um, oh gosh, their name just Wild Birds and uh, not Wild Birds and Liberty Wildlife. Liberty, Liberty Wildlife, Wildlife, a rehab place like Liberty Wildlife, which we will put contact information for yes. everybody at the end of our podcast on the show notes. Um, yes. So follow those big four steps for cleaning and re-listen to this podcast if you need uh, help remembering because some of those things are kind of scientific-y. But following these steps we've laid out will help you keep your birds healthy and will also help you keep your fun hobby that you do with feeding the birds fun. Yes, fun. All right, thanks guys, and we will see you next time.